you may be able to preserve my body in the following fashion. Wrap me in the hide of a stag, then place me in a stone sarcophagus and seal its lid with lead and iron. Surround the stone mass with three iron chains that are as heavy as possible, and order that fifty psalmists recite psalms for me at night, and as many say mass for me at dawn to fend off the violent interruptions of my adversaries. If my body remains undisturbed for three nights, then you may place your mother in the earth, although I fear it may be loath to keep me in its depths. He's talking and I'm not, and I'm just... <sighs> <laughs> And then I'm talking. <laughs> no, but wait, wait! I have something for him. Boom! You get shot down. Now you just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. Concentrate on the news. Shit's looking good. Wow. <laughs> FY. <laughs> all right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales podcast. I am your host, Moses Sorry, and with me to my left is my brother, Josh. Yep. And returning for part two, the one, the only, Fernando. How's it going? So today, we're going to be continuing what we did last episode, you know, trying to help you guys how to protect yourselves from vampires or talk, or last week we talked about revenants, okay. you know, the basically the ancestor of the vampire. And today, we're going to be talking about how people back in the day protected themselves from these revenants and vampires. And that story that you, guys just, that you guys just heard is an account of a witch and the length she went to protecting herself from becoming an instrument of evil after death. Because when it comes to protecting yourself from a vampire or becoming one, the NBA old adage of the best offense is defense rings true. And the protection against vampires is best performed at different stages during the whole vampirism spiel. So when it comes to protecting yourself from a vampire, we're going to learn that it's all about preemptive tactics. You know, so let's get to it. Let me get you guys ready and what to look out for and how to deal with certain situations. So when slash if the times come, you ain't have to get ready because you stayed ready. <laughs> so up first, let's talk about suspect births. So, like I said, <laughs> suspect births. There's some suspect, some sus births, bro. Man, someone's all where are we going, bro? Looks more healthier. Hey, but. that baby looking fucking sus, bro. Well, <laughs> we're gonna take him out. So the best we're killing babies. So the best way to take out a vampire is to raise that baby right. Is <laughs> to take it out <laughs> instead of killing. Adolf, I'm going to raise that motherfucker right. You support him. Change his name. Your art is good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Carry yeah. on. So the best way to... We are not pro. We are not. No, we we definitely are not pro. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the best way to take out a vampire is to take it out while it's still an unborn spawn of evil. And you do that by keeping an eye out, like I said, on suspect births. One common birth that almost always screams vampire, at least back in the day, is when the nature of the father could be questioned. 
So if a lady back then during the day, back during the day, if she was pregnant, but you never saw her with a man, she was not promiscuous of in nature. You know, you'd be like, who's the father? And she's she like always changes the subject. You're like, hmm, this bitch is a witch and she had sex with the devil. That's what they used to think back then. So bastard kids. Yeah, bastard kids. Now it's like, oh, you know, it's, that's like half of my graduating class. <laughs> you know, they don't know who the father is. It's because he could already be a vampire who had sexual re- relations with his still living wife. Because remember, there are revenants who would only, who would still only haunt their family. Like we explained during the last episode, like there's a knocker who would just knock on the house of people he knew. But there are some revenants who, if they would wake up, they'd go back and have sex with their wives and they'd have sex with their wives and the wives would give birth to a vampire. And so that's one of the reasons why it's a suspect. Like if you suspect, there's a birth that's kind of suspect, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, let me keep my eye out on this person, on this lady. Cause you know, the vampire over here was probably swinging, digging, you know, <laughs> she's over here catching it. So here's a good example of what I mean by a suspect birth. In 1565, a woman from Schmitz, a village under the jurisdiction of the noble lord Vratislaus of Bernstein, gave birth to a diabolical being that had no head or feet. On its chest near the left shoulder bore a mouth, and near its right shoulder an ear. It had suction cups instead of fingers like a frog or toad. Its entire body was the color of liver and shook like lard or jelly. When the midwife set this bean into a tub to wash it, it emitted the most horrible cries. Many people came and looked at this creature in front of the church. Then it was buried in a spot reserved for children who died without receiving baptism. But his mother did not cease, asking that this terrible being be dug up and totally destroyed so that nothing remained. She confessed that she had frequent relations with the devil who had taken the appearance of her husband. It was necessary to restore to this devil what was his and to immediately procure for her, who Satan had so terrified and tormented, women to watch over her as well as pious and loyal friends. On the orders of his lordship, the aborted child was exhumed, placed on a cart and given to the executioner to burn outside the village. It proved impossible to annihilate this diabolical mass. Even the cloths in which it had been swaddled remained damp despite the heat of the raging flames. That is, until the executioner cut the beast into tiny pieces and destroyed them in the fire with the greatest difficulties. This took place on the Friday after ascension. During this time, the devil tormented the woman violently That night, a noise like horses could be heard making a great clatter around her house, accompanied by the noise of bells, and then moans on the following night, first beneath her windows, and then in the house itself, which terrified the mother and her neighbors. The woman continually prayed to God and the church to intercede for her, that someone please put an end to her torment 
by commanding the devil to sink back into the deepest level of hell. A great howling was then heard, as if dogs and cats were fighting each other tooth and nail. A loud ringing of bells and the river that flowed alongside her house then overflowed, to the great displeasure of her neighbors. But the pious prayers finally delivered the woman from the wrath in spite of the insane devil through the grace of divine mercy. I was like, Schmidt? Schmidt? It's a, it's a city where they slang meat, bro. Schmitz? Just fucking Schmidt, like bro. Schmitz. What was Schmidt? You get all the meat. So this is a story of one of those births you have to, you know, that's an example of a suspect birth. This lady, she said, oh, I'm pregnant. I don't know who the father is. She gave birth to this creature. And then she's like, no, you know what? Yeah, I was fucking the devil. You know, it. I was going back and forth with him. So after listening to the story, if you look past the whole Christian interpretation of it, you'll begin to see the reality of the story. Dead man came back to visit his wife and had a kid with her. And thanks to the measures taken, they managed to cut short the future scourge. The aborted monster did not have time. Just did not, the aborted monster did not have time to transform into a vampire. <laughs> I mean, the head would have grown out, the legs would have popped out. That's where I was going. I was, I was all right. Fuck it. Hypothetically speaking, you allow this fucking thing to actually grow. Do you actually think it's gonna grow? Have you seen the thing? <laughs> Alright, well, yeah. Right, so, right, right, that right. got me. That sh- Alright. Mm. That's what I pictured. Like some Lovecraftian creature from the thing. With suction cups. Alright. The fact that his mouth was on his shoulder. My, the fucking ear! On oh, the other one. The fuck? So. In addition to the well-known general precautionary measures taken to provide us protection against the dead, such as biting the big toe of the corpse so it would not come back, these are precautions that people used to take. These are real precautions that people used to do back in the day if they thought the person who died might come back from the living, from the dead, as a revenant, right? These are actual things people did. And this is what we're telling our... These are, I'm just saying this is... This is our guideline. This, you could you could take this as whatever you want to do. You want to try one, try all, it's up to you. I'm just saying, this is what people did to protect themselves. Again. Bite a big toe. Biting the big toe of the corpse. So biting we're not coming. off or just biting? Just biting the big toe. Just. Just biting. You don't nibble? Hold on. Whoa. Whoa. I don't think a nibble will work. Mm. It has to be a bite. A bite. Keeping vigil over it to protect it from evil spirits lying in wait. I don't know if this means throughout the whole decomposition process or someone just has to be looking at it the whole time until it's buried. They're not really specific. Making it understand that it has passed away. So you talk to the dead car. You're corpse. dead. Yeah. Like, hey, bro, you, you, you GG. You expired. Are you going to you know, put your hands through the tire? Shh, shh, you're dead. Shh, you're dead as fuck. Stay dead. What well, about your dog? <laughs> removing the body through a hole in the wall that was cut out for this specific reason. Wait, wait, what? You remove the body through a hole in the wall cut for this reason. So you gotta make a hole. Okay. Take him out. Take the body out of the house. Okay. That way it doesn't go out 
of its doors so it doesn't come back through the doors. Take it out through the hole. Think, I guess, because it doesn't come out of the door, it doesn't realize it's, it, you can take it out of the house. You can take it out, patch it up, you know, good to go. This one's, this one's hilarious. Trying to lead it away and losing it by making a thousand turns. So what you would do is, <laughs> is a, if you is a person, shoot the motherfucker. Yeah. So what you do is, if you think this, if if I die, you think I'm gonna come back, and you don't want me coming back from the house, you you and a bunch of people carry my body and you lead it away from the house and you lose it by making a thousand turns before you before you drop me off at wherever I'm being burned at. because uh, no. if you do come back, you're gonna be lost. Yeah. He's not gonna John. Uh, he's not gonna um, left, right, f- fuck, <laughs> taking his way back. Oh, all right. Part okay. two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That's what you did. Oh yeah. So you try to lead it away, losing it by making a thousand, to- a thousand turns and detours between its house and the cemetery. You know, making just stopping everywhere. And then another one is taking the body over running water or crossroads. I don't know why crossroads are such a thing for vampires. I don't know what it is. And devils. Yeah. Yeah. Making a deal with the devil, you need a crossroad, right? So in 1719, a medical series devoted a small section to the beliefs to the beliefs surrounding burials involving vampires. While many of these sound like crazy superstitions, all of these precautions were taken very seriously at the time. Some of these signify what they would call the return of the dead. So these are all things that they would do to the body. And some of these things that would happen would happen if they would happen to be like, oh, this person is going to come back from the dead. Right. So, for example, the oozing of blood from a dead body. If you see it oozing blood coming from a dead body, that's, oh, this thing's going to come back as a revenue. That's a sign that it's coming back as a revenue. If you are looking at a dead body and you start hearing the howling of dogs, revenue. If you are carrying someone and you drop and they're on a stretcher and you drop them, they're going to turn into a revenue. They're a bruised body. Yeah. They're spoiled. The, the absence of any cadaverous rigidity in the body of the one who just died. So if someone dies and they don't get, you know, and um, rigor mortis, rigor mortis and kick in. Revenant. The opening of the win- the opening of a window at the time of death. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. If the opening of a window, you're telling me people got the breath of life at the time of death. Yeah. Yeah. At the time of death. Okay. Most people die. Okay. They're using the bed. Okay. Yeah, so someone opened, like, like it's getting hot in here. And they opened the window. Jerry just died. Fuck! Vampire. Jerry just turned into a vampire. <laughs> if you wet the shroud with tears, you know how sometimes after you, at the viewing, sometimes they'll put a shroud over the body? Mm-hmm. Well, there was a fear that if someone was crying over the dead body and a tear would hit the shroud. That's it. Revenant. Vampire. Some powerful fucking tear, dude. Tear life. What the fuck? Yeah. Don't you remember Pokemon the first movie? Yeah. <laughs> That's how Ash came back. Oh yeah. If yeah. one. Yeah, but you know, it's ain't fucking Pokemon, you know. It's true. We're being serious here. Yeah. <laughs> if one. Seventeen nineteen. If one. Everything was serious. If one or more of the mortuary candles go out, <laughs> we have candles. If one or more, it's all of them. Or what if three? What if there's ten and three go out? Well, you said more than one. If one or more. It could be two. Oh, it could be three. Okay. 
So outside of the few that signified the return of the dead, the rest were signs that were heralded of when the dead were changed to a vampire. When the corpse has a red face, one of the friends of the corpse will die shortly. Tears that fall on a dead body will prevent it from resting in peace. This one's fucked up. Hilariously fucked up. Scissors and a sewing box with needles, thread, and a spool should be given to a woman who died in labor to prevent her from coming back to look for her family. What? <laughs> so, like, you got to keep this woman busy by doing women work, and she won't come looking for her family. Bury her with tools. Yeah, so just give her needles of thread, and she can make sweaters for the rest of eternity. Fucked up would be that shit work. Just Keep her busy. Dead vampire just fucking. Damn. The deceased lying on a funeral stretcher should not have an end of the shroud in its mouth. Okay. I don't know if the end means corners. Maybe. The peaceful rest of the dead individual requires that every person every person present around the grave should throw three clumps of dirt in it. So if we're finally, if you guys are finally burying me and whoever's around has to grab three clumps of dirt, throw them at my casket. Fuck you. I'm only doing two. Well, then, then I'm going to come back as a revenant. There you go. You only do two or you do four. Fuck you. I'm going to throw your dirt towards him. <laughs> this one's weird. Shouting the name of the dead will wake him. Hey! Shouting the name of the dead will wake him. Now, I'll just keep screaming my name every time I die. I'll be immortal. The grave digger must dig the hole on the day of the burial in order for the dead individual to rest in peace. It's an old hole. It's, it's no good. Yeah, yeah, I need a fresh hole. So another way to protect yourself from the vampire was to use Christian charms. The most commonly used was the ticket of St. Luke, as in this testimony from 1801. The body of Margunna Warlin was carried to the Alderberg district to be buried there. Rumor was running that this woman had a chisel on her back and was therefore a so-called vampire. So the local pastor placed the ticket of St. Luke beneath her tongue stuffed her nostrils with earth and had her laid on her stomach in the coffin with her face turned toward the ground and buried her without any ceremony. Basically the story is this lady, she was coming back. She kept coming back from being a, a revenant and they couldn't, they couldn't figure out how to take her out. So what they did is they used a ticket of St. Luke and basically a ticket is just a note inscribed with the prayer of St. Luke. What they would do is they put it, put a little note, put it underneath her tongue, and buried her, and she stayed underground. That's, that's basically the story. You know, all the signs of what it became to be a revenant was like, if, essentially, the, if the funeral doesn't go perfectly, you're a revenant. Yeah. If, if somebody shows emotion, somebody cries, you're a revenant. It has to be like somber, quiet, perfect. Bob! That's what it seems. Like. It's got the perfect funeral. Yeah. I mean, but it makes it makes sense why they would why they would want it to be perfect, but at the same time, like. How stressed and paranoid people were back then when they actually had to go to fucking funeral. 
<laughs> I want to fuck like, oh, it up by crying. Funeral. Fuck. I said his name out loud. Shit. Yeah. yeah. You know? That third clump, it was only half of one, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't pure dirt. I opened the window when, this, when the motherfucker died. My bad. You know, it was hot in there. We're all crying. What was the one? Fucking say early on. Fucking red face. The friend will die. So if the person who's dying has a red face, if they died with a red face, one of his closest friends will die next. What the fuck? That's fucked up. So, the ticket of the story is nothing more than a note inscribed with the, the little St. Luke prayer. Et verbum cacho factum est, et habitaviti in nobis. But other Christian methods were wax from a blessed candle was stripped on the navel of the corpse and three small wax crosses were placed on the body this is getting a little nasty this is getting a little sexy sometimes a heavy axe or a stone was also placed on the coffin lid and then there were some precautions that were made to handicap the vampire if you knew this person was going to be a vampire if, if you only threw two clumps of dirt you fucked up and god damn it I fucked up my bad guys this is what some of the people did. They would go inside. They will tie. So his hands would be tied behind his back, or his body would be tied to a stretcher when he was buried. Fuck it. His two big toes were tied together with a red thread. I don't know how. Kill <laughs> trip he gets up. That's just a, that's just a hilarious like Im, like image. You fucking. Getting haunted by a vampire whose toes are tied together. I, I'm curious who the fuck thought of that. Who had the bright idea? Hey, hey, don't worry. If you fuck up, I got you. Get rich friend, tie the toes together. Then you bite it. Then you bite it. Yeah, then you bite it. Yeah. There was a lot. Of, and that vampire is extremely fucked. There was a lot of freaky feet people back in the day. I'm, uh, I'm starting to get a... A lot of toes, a lot yeah, of toes. A lot, a lot, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of feet thing here. There's a lot of feet. Nothing to do with feet. The legs were tied together with a black silk thread after needles had been stuck in the soles of the feet. Damn. I mean, I guess that's a good way to handicap the fucking vampire. Just make, why not just cut off its feet, you know? Or its head. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hilariously, one of the most ancient methods of prevention for which we, for which we have actual evidence is the burial of the body flat on its stomach with the stomach facing the ground placing the body with its mouth with its mouth facing the dirt was meant to trick the evil spirit and make it bury itself deeper in the dirt <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking hilarious or pops out in china hmm. or what if the center of the earth is just filled with fucking vampires because of that trick. Because of that trick. Damn. And it makes sense, too, because like, have you heard that conspiracy theory about how there's tunnel systems going through... Hollow Earth. No, no, no. There's tunnel systems, old tunnels, old, like, natural cave systems that are, are connected all throughout the United States, right? There's a map where they're, they're all connected, and the majority of missing, peop of missing people 
occur on those cave rounds. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, if you would, like, out, you guys can look this up, but missing, missing cave people and the cave routes, and I'll show you, like, the cave systems, and then the next graph will be, like, the missing people, and, like, the majority of the people going missing are in that, are, 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 are on that area. So what if these vampires, you know, they're just chilling in these cave systems because they buried themselves down and this is how they're getting their victims. <laughs> so, to prevent the transformation of the dead into a remnant vampire, this was what Christians would do. Incest. Incense. Not incest. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold incest? Incense. Fuck. Was Killing placed. babies? <laughs> Fucking you, man. This is Game of Thrones. This is season one of Game of Thrones. Incense was placed in the nostrils to prevent the dead from breathing, in the ears to prevent it from hearing Satan, in the eyes to blind it, in the mouth to prevent it to reveal the name of its kin to the demon. That sounds horrible. Because back in the day, oh, the next one's horrible. Back in the day, they believed that the devil took control of the dead body, which in turn turned it into a revenant vampire. How pissed would the devil be? He's calling the fucking revenant. And just, fuckers ignoring me. This piece of shit. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> incense in his ear. Yeah. I rather, I rather have incense in me in my ear than the next one. You have a steak up your it's, ass. It's, uh, mm, close. <laughs> and what? instead of incense, sometimes garlic was placed in the mouth and anus and every other orifice of the body. So if you didn't have incense, just get some garlic and you just stick it in the nose, ears, mouth, butt, or whatever hole they have. <laughs> just... Toss some salt, some oil, and cook it. <laughs> the dead was suspected of turning into a revenant, a branch of basil, wine, <laughs> incense, one egg, iron nails, and sand was also placed in the casket. I guess they're making a fucking vampire omelet. Another one, which is we heard from last episode, the surviving brother would impale the dead's heart with an oak stake and would enter and leave the tomb of his dead brother three times so that the dead did not eat him. Remember how last week or last episode I told the story of the grave robbers who were grave, you know, and the brother came out. The guy was buried and my brother tried to eat me. Yeah, that's that's that gist. Sometimes, like my brother mentioned earlier, the head of the dead was cut off and placed at the feet in the grave. Hmm. In Wallachia, a heavy stone was a heavy stone was placed on top of the dead's head. You just place a fucking rock on his head. Sometimes the tongue of the dead would be nailed to the top of its mouth. Hands and feet were also found to be nailed to the coffin. Sometimes the dead was nailed inside his casket with huge large nails going through it entirely. In Bulgaria, the vampire was considered to be dangerous to its parents. It was here that they opted in to liquidate him. Hmm. So the secret history of vampires has this to say about Bulgaria and the vampire protections. The secret history of vampires is today's source, also as well as last week's source. And this is what the book had to say about these, about these Bulgarian vampires. He remained identifiable and locatable by his kin and neighbors due to the annual cycle following the date of his death. When the commemoration rituals were celebrated, 
three, nine, 40 days after its passing. But as time passed, he became less and less identifiable. And once the year had passed, he could emigrate, build himself a new life, marry, and have children. Evan? Yeah. Well, that's okay. fucking whack. Okay. Garlic has been a vampire's worst enemy since the very beginning. You heard me talking about sticking cloves of garlic up every hole you can think of, and it's plagued the vampire since. It also doesn't help that Bram Stoker, he pretty much cemented garlic being a vampire repellent when Dr. Van Helsing used it to protect Lucy from Dracula. He brings in clumps and sealed every opening Dracula might slip through. So, in the, so they would put Close of garlic in front of every door, on the bottom of every door, window, anything that Dracula could slip through, garlic was placed there. In Romania, it is recommended arranging garlic, fennel, and incense in the bed, drying crosses above it with ash scabbard from the burning incense. So you got the ash, then you just, you know. Sometimes the seals of Solomon were used. Instead of drawing, instead of the drawing of the crosses. Yes, I'm talking about the pentagrams. They would sometimes use Solomon's pentagram. Except, you know, these weren't the satanic metal approved pentagrams. I'm talking about the pentagrams used, that people used to use to take away nightmares. <laughs> they were also known as witch's feet. Yeah. The witch's feet or the witch's foot and the whole garlic soup on the bed worked for both revenants. And witches. And like the housing did, you would rub garlic on all the doors, windows, chimneys, chimney cracks, and so on and so forth, all through the house. Every plate in the house would have to be turned over, and everyone in the house would have to eat a clove of garlic. <laughs> Man, why? Fuck. Okay, because why? if the revenant did come back, it would be so repulsed by the smell that it wouldn't eat you. <laughs> I gotta smell bad for it. Yeah, how mad would you be if you're you're, you're a fucking revenant and you're the one thing that's stopping you is fucking garlic. Garlic. <laughs> I'll be mad as fuck. Back there, getting ready to mow and so like. Nope, yeah, nope. Well, I can't even come inside the house if there's fucking garlic and bottom of the fucking door. Second of all, I can't get inside because they haven't invited me inside. So yeah. That's another fucking bullshit. Well, that depends on the revenant you are. Yeah. That's if you're the, the knocker kind. Yeah. Well. All you gotta, stuff. if you don't want me in your house, all you gotta do is have your house smelling like blue cheese. Blue cheese? Not the, not the ranchy one. The actual. Home. Blue, 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 blue. For so whatever reason, bro. Oh my. I say that, and I, but I still focus with that Carl's Jr. blue cheeseburger. It's just fire. That's not blue cheese. It wasn't. I mean, it's blue cheese, but it's not blue cheese. Oh no, no, it's not the super. It's not the blue veins you see. Yeah. So in Denmark, the old wheel of a spinning wheel would be hung over the door to a farmhouse because it was believed that the dead man could only enter after having walked around the building for as many times as the wheel as the wheel had turned. What? Oh, this motherfucker's walking around your house forever. Cause these spinning wheels are the shit that you used to thread cotton with. 
Imagine the, how how long is a wheel gonna last you? 30, 15 years? Revolutions per minute, like it was it was eighty revolutions per minute. Fuck. Spin on. That's how many times you have to go around your house. Around your house. Around the building. So if you try, so if I'm if I'm the revenant and I'm trying to walk into the house, and you have a spinning wheel, I have to walk around the house as many times as the wheel spun. So automatically knows how many times it spun. Yeah, I was gonna say, does revenant have like a little side quest where it's like. In order, eat, in order to eat these people, you must walk a billion fucking times around this house. It's either that or it's one of those things like you could only eat these people if you walk around the house enough times for this spell to go away. So you just keep walking until you until the fucking spell goes until away. Until then, you're just stuck walking. You're stuck walking. Or you just don't eat them. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm skipping houses. I'm like, yeah, I'm going over here. And that door and the house has, right two, door, and has two wheels. You're like, Fuck! And garlic. Almost everywhere. These <laughs> guys are whack, dude. These, these revenants are fucking whack. They have rules. Whoa. We are shit out of luck. No. no we don't no. have spinning wheels. I got garlic. Oh. What's up? Alright. So <laughs> almost everywhere in Western Europe, you would slam the living fuck out of your front door after coming from awake because apparently if you angrily slam the fuck out of that front door a revenant will not be able to walk through making noise not welcome yeah or you could stick two axes on the on the on your property line forming a cross to keep any dead away i don't know i guess they're i know i guess a part of i guess revenants work for osha and they're like oh like, <laughs> like fucking property lines, shit. All right, I can't go any further. But yeah, so there you have it. I hope you came out of these two episodes a better vampire hunter than when you came in. No, so there's no silver. No silver. We have to, you know, maybe I'll make, maybe I'll make a part three, and maybe we'll find out where the fuck. Oh, so silver's more werewolf though. Right? I guess. No, but yeah, they're not supposed to hold silver. It burns them, kind of like we, kind of what happened with what we do in the shadows. Yeah. But was it silver or was it a? Oh no, it was just a medallion, huh? Yeah. Silver. It wasn't a cross. Yeah. So remember, guys, keep an eye out for suspect ass births. Make sure you're vigilant during the burials of loved ones. And garlic. Your best friend, John Garlic. John Garlic. Look for a spinning wheel. Yeah. So there's a lot. So apparently, you know, they did everything but burn the body to protect themselves from the revenant. They will tie its toes together. They will bite its toes. Shove garlic up its ass. They just, they just wouldn't just, just get rid of the body. Dust, ash. That's why people fucking. Other people, the fucking death rate was like fucking crazy back in the day because they were fucking stupid. So getting rid of the body, you're fucking tying his toes together. I don't know. But I don't know. It was fun reading. It was cool. I I, I would not have guessed it. 99% of these. <laughs> some of these are fucking no, ridiculous. Who, who, who the fuck would? I wonder who did the first. Who was the first motherfucker to bite a toe and be like, it works. 
Like, did he bite other things? Maybe, maybe it was another revenant trolling the humans. Hey, <laughs> five eyes get this human bite my toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I hope no one bites my toes so I die. Yeah. <laughs> I hope no one shoves garlic up my ass. <laughs> Someone puts wax on me and shit. Like, hey, for real, they're getting yeah. That one's like, oh, pour wax on its nipples and then you know, like its fucking belly button. You must pick your my horses in the back. Yeah, but thank you guys. <laughs> no, no, that's goodbye horses. Yeah, goodbye horses. Great song. So, yeah. Ooh, your toes nibbled. Your toes nipple nibbled. nibbled. Oh, all right. Yeah, you know, today short episode. We didn't have a, you know, there was. I could have done a lot more, but it's all more of the same. You know, it, it really doesn't change. It really doesn't change. And I and I wanted to keep it specifically to that era of like the early 1600s just because I find those were like ridiculous, like. Uh, why, 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 like, why? Why not just it burn the body? It made sense to someone, I guess. But It made sense to a lot of people. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, this, this episode's a week late. Apologize, but you know, work and things, things of that nature. But we're going to have a few fun episodes up next. Uh, this isn't the last you're going to hear, Fernando, because hopefully Fernando's here next week, because... Uh, or next episode, because we're going to have another roundtable episode. Ooh. Ooh. And then after that, we're going to go straight to Japan and deal well not japan but we're gonna deal with with a few ancient cultures and the warrior king so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um thank you guys for joining us remember check out these pictures go to our instagram weird history it retells pod and if no one has anything else to add yeah buy some fucking garlic <laughs> we are the weird history it retells pod